That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant Voodoo track tires, TurboForce deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it. Introducing the SND Podcast channel, your one-stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. Welcome to episode 202 of the S&D Podcast Show. I almost just took 100 episodes off us. Uh, that would be... What a time. Would be alive. We just go back in time. We did 201 last week. We're doing 102 this week. It's a flashback episode. Woo! I'm going to look to see if Andy was on our 102 episode. Just to... Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> <laughs> the question is, would would Vin be just as gullible as um as Joe Beningo the other day when they were joking about uh, pranking him with the new perks at Yankee Stadium? That was a classic. If you need to find that clip somewhere, oh, but he's so gullible. They they like made up some stat that doesn't exist and and tried like told started talking to him about it one time. He got so mad. He's like, I hate these new stats. <laughs> They're like, No, yeah. we just made that up. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's getting crankier and crankier by the day. He's working longer. That's the problem. <laughs> what what do they do now? Two Just, to, uh, to two. Ten, ten to two. Ten to two. They, they, oh, ten instead of ten to twelve. Wait. It was ten to one. Now it's ten to two. They got an extra okay, hour. Okay, we're, we're, we're okay. The hour. Have we listened to the new show yet? Is anybody? Like, uh, attempted? yeah. Yeah. Is it as bad as we expected? Yeah, they got a lot of growing to do. I'm not a huge they, fan of Carlin in the first place, to be honest. Yeah, they 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 got me because one of the, of course one of the days they got me talk they were talking about the Giants and then they pissed me off so within five minutes and I showed off. So, how about the morning show, Dan? Have we listened to Gene Audi and Boomer yet? Yes, um, I think he's basically a Craig Carton, less edgier version of Craig Carton. So okay. I think it's good. All right, that's fine. Did they announce yeah. anything with Carden? Was for um, so I know Barstool has his, their own station. Their, yeah, next, their station next doesn't week. start till next week, so they'll probably nothing announce yet. it at some point. Yeah, yeah, nothing okay. yet. No, because he had that picture on his, his Instagram, own, the yeah, Viva picture, right? Yeah, he's doing his own podcast, which is pretty funny. I, I was listening to it occasionally. I so maybe that a, is basically what's going to happen. I, I, basically, he's going to go to Barstool. I think it's just yeah, it makes the most sense. He really does. He fits right in. Yeah, I could see that. So it's best but he would business. have to. He would have to get a lot of share in the company. Well, he would have had to before the incident. But then again, he would have not left WFN. So, a lot of differences. No, but another good week. We had the first week of the playoffs, which was fun, of course. By the way, fun um, facts: on this date in 1999 was the first ever Sopranos episode. January oh, wow. 10th, 1999. Awesome. That's cool. I met half of this cast during the summer. They were all very nice and 
very old <laughs> now. But uh, yeah, that's that's a crazy stat. We're old. Granted, I didn't get to watch it fully until high school, but it was I think, fun. I think last year it. I watched like the first three seasons and then just or three and a half ish and just kind of yeah, rebenched. Yeah, I watch it occasionally. Entourage. Um, Entourage is my every occasional. I just want to throw something on the TV while I'm doing something show. It's always Entourage. Yeah, yeah, I haven't done that in a while, actually. I haven't watched that in a long time. For me, it's The Office. I think I'm on my yeah. eighth watch through. I just kind of throw it on. That and The Simpsons for me. The, the Office is a good uh, falling asleep show. I like to pass out with it on Netflix. Yep. yep. Yeah, I usually do The Simpsons with that. Anyway, now that we got all personal, <laughs> we fall asleep too. <laughs> it's okay. No, the, that, if you watch the Jaguars Bills game, uh, that was just as sleepy. Yeah. Uh, I, I literally I didn't I even was, watch uh, the game. I I did, and it was funny. One of the funnier things was I. It was one of the. It was the classic nap game. The game was so boring that it put you to sleep, and I woke up to pretty much the same exact uh, time and position that one of the teams were in when i passed out 15 so 20 happened. minutes ago literally saying. nothing happened <laughs> yeah i only they all to... just stood there like danny sleeping pause the game stop <laughs> pretty much pretty much i i only got to watch the late games on saturday and sunday like the second games they were entertaining they weren't i mean the, the, yeah, the, no, yeah the saints panther game was the best game of the weekend obviously that was enjoyable but, yeah, Matt, imagine if they got any sort of offensive going. They they were able to move the ball. They just couldn't they couldn't find the end zone for whatever it was worth. If they found the end zone a couple of times, this field goal hurt them, and that one Who? definitely hurt as well. The uh, Grinnell. Yes. Yeah. So was it a, was, is it a was that a flag or was that not a flag? What do we? What's our thoughts? Oh, the cam hit. Uh, I, it should have been a flag. Yeah, I mean, I'm at the point where he's. Like he, he, you know, there was like that thing he complained to the ref like two years ago. Now he's right, man. He gets slaughtered. No, oh yeah, we I'm we, we had about, this talk last year. Yeah. I am talking about. What are you talking about? The uh. Uh, that other one, that other thing. What's the other thing that they did? The oh, the grounding. concussion. No, the intention. Oh, oh, yeah, that was 100%. He wasn't it. I think that box. was. Yeah, I think yeah, that, that was. Intention. I didn't see anybody in the area. And how crazy was that? They almost didn't do the 10 second runoff, and they had the ref on the, the field, the, the bench ref on the field screaming, you have to do the 10 second runoff. Imagine if that hap- that didn't get fixed. That would have been. They had that in another game, too, where they actually never did it. I mean, but but if it happened in a playoff game, that would have been. But imagine if the Panthers did score and I mean, win, right? and how much of a goat uh, Peyton would have been for that uh, blunder? Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking there. And they, was... I'm trying to think. He he threw the ball, right? Yeah, that was yeah. A throw. He threw the ball. I don't. Know, but it was a, it was like weird the way he did it. But it was also like. They have the best run game in the league. Like, I give it to one of them. Yeah, but yeah, but the I thing think was, he everybody the and their mom knew it was coming, so that's why they did that. <sighs> I agree with you, but I, I could see that logic. I wouldn't. Have, I would have punted personally. But I mean, well, that's just well, what... yeah. But if you're going for it, 
everybody right. you knows you're going to give it to Kamara or Ingram, right. and you're going to have to throw the ball. Yeah, but that's why Ingram's there. <laughs> I, I The bigger it's... back. He's the big back. Right. Oh, but yeah, definitely. definitely. Even if you're going to run a, some kind of sweep or something. Some... Well, we're going we're gonna to talk more about the playoffs later. We're still in the intro, guys. Come on. God. We don't even know where we are at this point. I, nobody knows what we are. <laughs> it's been that kind of week. Um, so we will talk about that later. Once again, Alabama has uh, is the champs of college football because, you know, they have a devil as a head coach. He's the devil. Nick Saban is the devil. Or he made a yeah, deal I'm, with the devil. I'm, let's, let's just play a freshman quarterback who has barely played all season <laughs> and then be better than Jalen Hurts and just throw a perfect – bunch of dimes to he made, let's, let's just long. go over the fact that he made the worst mistake of taking a sack and then made probably one of the greatest throws we've ever seen yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. first of all a couple things first of all i'm not I, I don't trust lefty quarterbacks i don't care how good this kid's gonna be eventually i don't trust lefty quarterbacks second of all i don't know if you guys saw the stat today every person that nick saban has recruited since lsu who has stayed there three years has won a ring. Every yeah, no, that's a, single that's, person. That's, that's retarded. Yes. So going Big, heavy hard word, but yes, it was absolutely crazy. No, it's it's just insane. <laughs> I have another good how... stat. I have another good one. So in 2012, Alabama won the championship. LeBron won his first ring. 2013, uh, Bama won the championship. LeBron won a ring. Uh, 2014, uh, Bama loses in Sugar Bowl. LeBron loses in finals. 2015, Bama loses in the semis. LeBron loses in the finals. 2016, Bama wins. LeBron wins. 2017, Bama loses in the championship game. LeBron loses in the finals. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> right, bro. You might as well just give the rings to Cleveland now. Uh, poor poor uh, Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Damn it. Now, uh, there Steven, goes the whole, go, now that Trey Burke's yeah, on the next Yeah, go thing. on BetDSI right now or yeah. whatever site you Steven, got. Steven, we got to go to Miller's and watch one of these basketball games now. <laughs> Once the finals come I'm around. It's an, un, 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 mute. I'm going to go see how much I'd make if I go put money on them right now. <laughs> no, we're not betting anymore, Steven. I, I no, no, I'm not listening on... to you when it comes to betting. Anyway. I yeah, I, in my pool, I won every game. <laughs> I won every game except the KC game in my pool. So I was happy fine at that. the KC game, and then I got to the bar for my company holiday party, and it was all downhill. I lost yep. both football games and the Islander game on Sunday because I well, bet that's, against them. That's your fault for betting on the, the Islanders. Yo, the no, best I bet, was Friday night. I bet on the Devils. The I bet on the Devils. Friday night, he bet, he bet them versus the <laughs> Penguins. And Devin and I were like, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it man, was... you, I think we should suspend you from gambling. Yeah. <laughs> It was too much. It was too good of a, a line for me to to to. to it's not okay, try. I lost the I lost I just... the next Sunday night on the road. <laughs> You're on the road. They're not supposed to win on the road. It's common Weird. sense. So well, the uh... Mavericks are not really good. <laughs> By the way, I did not know Derek Harper was that good in Dallas for him to have his jersey retired. I don't remember Derek Harper being good. <laughs> he was obviously a good piece because he was on the 94 team, but I just didn't know that he was that awesome in the ca- uh, the Mavericks system. But congratulations to that. But, yeah. So, anyway, we do of- have a lot going on tonight. Um, we're going to be joined by our good friend Andy Graziano. 
It's going to be Andy. joining us. Which is why our song this week is Animal by Division 1.1. You're calling but, Andy an animal? Yes. I feel like we do that every time he comes on. I feel like it's only the second time he's ever been on since you've been on then. He used to be uh, a regular. At least the third time. Excuse us. <laughs> so, um... The, don't forget to make a, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of social media, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all podcast apps that you can find us on, smdblog.com, of course, as well. Um, with that being said, let's uh, let's finally do the leadoff. Leading off. All right, welcome back to the leadoff. We um, we spoke a little about the college football playoffs earlier and. I thought it would be interesting to hear what you guys think about the format of the playoffs. I know we're all happy that there is a playoff in general, but there is there was a lot of pushback that, oh, it's two SEC teams and oh, the SEC is dominating. Well, we know the SEC is good. Um, I personally would like to see a expanded playoffs. I know this is locked in for a while, but I would like to see an eight-team playoff. Uh, like I said, the I mean the top the power five, the conference champions would get the five spots, and then you'd have three wild card teams. They'd probably be from those five conferences, but I mean five conferences and Notre Dame, right? It would right exactly five conferences and Notre Dame. We still have. I, I'm not even going to try to fix this whole get UCF into the playoff problem. I, that's just not fixable. I'm sorry. Well, if if they if they they would have found a way to get them in if they did have the 18 system. Um, I did hear the other day um, that there's still eight years left on the contract, so we have eight more years of this. This is going to be a while, but um, I mean, but what do you guys think the, of an eventual expansion? Oh, 100%. Um, the only problem is, well, not a problem because there's so many ball games right now, but um, which ball games are going to survive this? And do, how do they flip, switch them? Because obviously, if your bowl is going to be part of the playoff, you're obviously making more money because of the TV revenue and everything like I think like what that. you would do is you would take what? all the New Year's Day games. You'd have like the two on New, on New Year's Eve and then the four on New Year's Day. We'll make those the playoff games. The only issue, I mean... You'd have to start it earlier, so that you would, would have to start it earlier. That's the thing, because you couldn't. Well, you could uh, always, you could go longer, or you could push the championship game back one week. You, that's the only other thing. But now you're getting into divisional and championship weekends on the NFL, and they yeah, don't really. If they, want do, it to dur- if they do it during the week, if the college football games are during the week. Who cares? Yeah, I guess. Um, the scheduling part would be an issue that I have to work out. But I mean, obviously, I mean, you could add the Outback Bowl. You could add. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. Whatever, another nonsense bowls. The, you all the major add. bowls that right. you you would watch. I mean, so that's the other thing, because I'm like the Outback Bowl has a has a contract with the conferences, so you'd have to wait for that contract. And there's a lot of nonsense to go into this. But I yeah, think, but the Big I mean, Ten's eventually... supposed to have a contract. Used to have a contract with the Rose Bowl, and they just basically removed it. Right, I don't know why. Big Ten always went to the Rose Bowl, and whenever there's not a playoff yeah, game, the, the, the they go to the Big Ten and the Pac-10. Right, and but whenever there's not a playoff game, like next year, the Rose Bowl will be a Big Ten Pac-10 team. Yeah, 
Unless, unless uh, something crazy happens, like but, a non-conference team or something. With so many bowl games, they'd have to. I mean, that would be always they, they, the Rose Bowl would always be a playoff game every time. Which it should be because so the, the, that was the, the best big, game. The that was the best. Four, co- that was the best football game in the past two weeks. It was the, the Rose Bowl. The, the the Big Four bowl games should automatically be playoff games every year. The Rose, the Sugar. Um, people say the orange usually is big one too, and the fiesta. Those should be the guaranteed ones every year. What was the championship game this year? Or did they use the championship game? This was the orange bowl, I think was okay. Was considered the championship. What last was, last year? This this past one. No, this one was the. Uh, the this orange. year was obviously in Atlanta, so. So doesn't was, that make it the orange bowl? No, Atlanta's the, the orange bowl is in uh. Florida, no, right? The, no, the Orange Bowl was one of the no, the Orange Miami, Bowl Wisconsin was Miami, was the Orange yeah, Bowl. Oh, yeah. Okay. They didn't have playoffs this year. It was just the Orange Bowl. Um, Got it. Yeah. No, uh, the championship game was just the championship game. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, they don't yeah. even call it a. Yeah, they just yeah because they, they have championship game because the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl were the playoff games this year. Right, right, right. But yeah, it was in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, Sugar Bowl, Rose Bowl, Peach Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl. So there you go. Yeah, all there's the, your, all there's those your, bowls, yeah. So what we're, yeah. th- what we're saying is there would be four playoff games, two semifinal games, and a championship game, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so you need six bowls. So there you go. So there, there they are. The Peach Bowl, yeah. Fiesta Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Rose Bowl. Those are your six. Big, those are your big six. You would definitely get more viewers. It would be more interesting. You could put them on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. But that was the problem with the New Year's Eve two years ago. No one watched. No one watched, yeah. That, that's why they stood away from it this year, and it was perfect. So then uh, put them on New Year's Day and, I don't know, Monday night. Oh, well, the new, Rose Bowl is always on New Year's Eve, so whoever gets the draw of the No, Rose, Rose Bowl is always New Year's Day. Four, that's what I meant, o'clock, I'm sorry. Five o'clock. Yeah, that's what I meant. Four o'clock New Year's Day because of the parade and everything else surrounding. Or you it. do like Christmas Eve Day or Christmas Day in that general area of the four games. Then you do New Year's Day, which is a week later for the semifinals, and then that one week, and then the following Monday is your championship game. Yeah, no, yeah, they would have to play during Christmas break, which they Christmas already do. Break. So it's not like you're affecting the NFL schedule. Yeah, ex- exactly. That would be more realistic than adding. That would be what I would do. Back. If yeah. I'm gonna set, if I'm gonna set it up with four, two, and a championship game, I'm doing Christmas Eve or Christmas Day for the four. If you want to split it two and two, fine, whatever. And then two New Year's Day games, and then not that Monday after New Year's Day, that following Monday, like the this year was the eighth, so. Yeah, the the only problem with it as well, which you were saying, splitting it two and two, uh, that's probably one of the reasons why they don't have it right now is because they want to make sure no one gets screwed uh, over with an extra day off or a one less of a day off compared to uh, other teams. So they they're gonna want to keep. Oh, that. they do that in the NFL anyway. What's the difference? Yeah. I, anyway, I, I mean, I think we all agree it should be expanded. It's just a matter of. It's really a matter of when, but like Dan said, if they actually have an eight-year contract, then... But, I mean, contracts don't mean anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. 
I'm sure there's a clause in there that if somebody if they wanted to change anything, they can change it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. All right. With that being said, let's go play a little more Division 1.1, and we'll be right back with Andy. Back to episode 202 of the S&D Podcast Show. We'd like to welcome in our guest of the evening, Andy Graziano. What's going on, Andy? How you been? Hi, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. No problem. Now, I got to ask, you were one of our original guests, probably like yep. 170 episodes ago. <laughs> it was probably the first time you were <laughs> on. like that. Us. But since that first time, five years later, if I told you that first time that eventually Josh Bailey would be selected to the NHL All-Star Game, would you have believed me? I probably wouldn't have believed you. Um, as you guys know, I've been a big Josh Bailey fan. Uh, not fan, I mean, a media, it's hard to say fan, but pro- I- I've been a big backer of uh, Josh, and I've kind of defended him as much as I can logically on uh, social media. Um, so, you know, I'm happy for Josh. I mean, he-, he does it in a contract year, which is obviously big for his future, him and his family's future. Um and it's well-deserved. I mean, look, the guy's top 10 in the NHL in scoring. Um, unfortunately, he's got a little knock on his knee right now, so that'll put him out for a little, maybe a couple more games, but it's nothing too serious. Um, so we're hoping to get him back in action. I don't think he'll be back Saturday, but uh, sometime next week he should return to the lineup, and hopefully he'll be able to make the game and and just have a blast, because that's really what that game is. It's a nice little break for the players to just go out and have some fun in the three-on-three format and kind of pal around with their fellow uh, players and Look, Josh deserves it. He's like I said, he's heading into unrestricted free agency, so that creates a little bit of an issue for the Islanders. Um, based on comps around the league and what Josh Bailey's produced, especially the last two seasons, um, he's going to command a lot more than he's making right now. I can tell you that. <laughs> We're giving him the eight-year, like eighty million dollar contract, and we'll let, figure out JT in the long run, right? We'll give him the short term. Well, the inter- you know, yeah, the whole Tavares <laughs> thing is a whole other story unto itself. You know, I think that. Uh, Tavares and Pat Brisson, John's agent, have done a terrific job of keeping things quiet and out of the media. Um, everything's pretty much under lock and key at this point. We don't really know what's going to happen there. Um, and it's kind of interesting to see because I do think that some other contracts are, are going to be, are going to have like that ripple effect off of the JT deal or no deal. Um, like for instance, if John leaves, of course, that opens up a lot of money there, obviously, for the Islanders, but. You know, the, the, does that give Josh Bailey the incentive to stay? Does that give the Islanders the incentive to maybe overpay him a little bit as compensation for losing John? Does Bailey go with John wherever John ends up going? So, it, it, obviously, the Tavares thing causes a whole other set of questions um, depending on what he decides to, to do. And it's looking more and more likely that this thing is going to go right down to the wire like Steven Stamkos' situation did. Do you think it gets to that point? With Tavares, at this point, at, at this point, I think it likely does. I mean, if he was gonna, if his decision was just based off of Belmont, it would he would have signed by now. I think, in in my opinion, again, right. things have been kept very very quiet. Um, nothing's leaking. Nothing's getting out there from any of my sources even. So again, this is just all conjecture and opinion. Um, I I think it just goes to show you that. While Belmont was an issue for Tavares, there was truth when John said it wasn't the only issue. Um, he's very driven at this point in his career to win a cup. He wants to win a cup. He wants to be on a team that, at the least, is contending for a cup. 
And if he just doesn't see that direction from this organization, um, it's going to be very tempting for him to see what else is out there. Um, you mentioned John and um, how they're keeping this process very quiet. There was a report, this was might have been a few weeks ago now, from Darren Dreger that he feels mm-hmm. he wants to go to Montreal. I, that's not this isn't like hockey buzz. You know, this is this is a big time <laughs> this is a big time guy. Where do you think he's getting this idea or is this just he's trying to stir the pot? Yeah, he's definitely stirring the pot. I would I would assume cuz cuz Montreal is in that weird position right now, aren't they? Aren't they trying to get Petrietti out of uh, out of Montreal? Rumors have it the last couple of weeks as well. So it's so they're in that weird limbo situation, right, Andy? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here, and I really don't sit here and um, bash any of my colleagues. In the oh media, no, no, obviously a guy, not. especially a guy of Darren's status and stature, and right, um, exactly. he's a well-respected and, and gets his information from reliable sources 99% of the time. But I do think that might be a little bit of, uh, I'm not gonna say stirring the pot. I'll say wishful thinking, perhaps. Okay. I mean, obviously. Canadian media would love to have John Tavares in Canada where he'd be the spotlight 24-7. He'd be, all, he'd be looping all over TSN every night. It'd be the hugest story in Canadian hockey. You know, guys like John Tavares, in terms of talent, age, stature, don't get to free agency very often. And uh, it, it would be tremendous if he was to go to a Canadian team. But I don't see, in my opinion, the Canadians being that kind of match in terms of being close to a Stanley Cup that John wants. Right, they're a bigger um, mess than we are. <laughs> yeah, in ways, in ways. Um, and But it, it, it does also go to what you just said about, um, you know, their situation with Pacioretty. There are, you know, whispers there that he's not happy there. And the Canadians might, quote-unquote, might be willing to listen to offers on him. Um, so really, if you're talking about replacing Tavares with Pacioretty in a perfect world for them, does that really make them better? Does that really make them closer to a cup? I think they need a lot of help on the blue line before they think about signing to John Tavares. <laughs> Speaking of blue lines. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so, so what's going on with this blue line right now? Uh, I know that it's been hit with the injury bug uh, with a few players and a couple of young guys not really stepping up at the moment. Uh, what, what do you feel would be a little step in the right direction for a certain player to play a little better. Excuse me, play a little bit better. And how how is it going to affect this team going in the right direction? Obviously, a lot since defense is the most important part. But what do you, what do you think will put them in the right direction? You know, we've been talking about this a lot uh, in the media room prior to games uh, between myself and my colleagues, and you know, we're, a lot of us honestly are just absolutely stumped. Believe it or not, you know, none of us saw this kind of fall coming. Yes, we had concerns going in um, about the blue line and about the fact that they were going with three really raw players in uh, Ryan Pollock, Adam Pellick, Scott Mayfield, and then you throw in an aging Dennis Seidenberg into that mix, uh, a Thomas Hickey who seems to just get beaten up game after game. Um, so, yeah, there were some concerns there, but. You know, if you would have told me that halfway through the season we'd be last in goals against, last in save percentage, I, I wouldn't have seen that coming a million miles away. Um, I, I didn't see that word, neither did anybody see the drop off in goaltending where Thomas Grice and Yarrow Halak just continue to bleed 
soft goals and not come up with the big saves when needed. Um, I, I think that whole thing has just come to a head. I think in terms of development, you have to give players like, you know, Pellick and Pollock and Mayfield time to grow. They, you know, it's, defense is a tough position in the NHL. It's one, it has one of the largest learning curves. And I think that's what we're seeing. The problem with the Islanders right now is they don't have the depth to cover for those mistakes that are happening. And, you know, after the 4 nothing loss last Friday to Pittsburgh, you know, Cal Clutterbuck told us in the locker room that mm. it's as simple as the team making what he called unprofessional mistakes. You know, mistakes that just can't happen at this level. You know, he said to us, he said, you know, good teams make them every now and then. He goes, we're making them often. And he goes, this ain't going to get fixed until we stop making them. And it was a pretty simple comment, but it really drove home what's wrong with this team. It seems to be a lot of just, you know, it's like they go on like a mental vacation and it's just, it's killing them. It's absolutely killing them until they get that figured out. Apparently this bye week, Doug Wade's been working on some tweaks to his defensive system like he did last year when he took over for Jack Capuano and the team took off in the second half of the season under him. Hopefully those tweaks work this year as well uh, because they have a dogfight to get back into the playoff picture. It's not about points. Don't focus so much on how many points they're out of the playoff picture. It's how many teams they have to jump to get there. As you get into the second half of the season, that becomes more of the critical point than how many points they are back. Is how many teams do they have to jump. And in the Metro Division, as you see, there's quite a few teams they have to jump. Well, before we continue with the defense, we actually, I actually just got a Bleacher Report alert uh, that Pierre Maguire has been diagnosed with prostate cancer. Yeah, I was just about to... And hopes to uh, return for the Winter Olympics. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people rip on Pierre Maguire for a lot of things he does on air, but when it comes to this type of stuff, we're always thinking about that and care about them and want them to be okay. Yeah, jeez, uh, that's that's a tough break. Um, so, Andy, back, uh, back to the Islanders a little bit here um, on the defense. Is there a reason that Taze is not being called up, like... All camp was this kid almost made the team. This kid almost made the team. I understand mm-hmm. the boy Chuck injury was probably like a day to day type of thing, and if it was more of a long term thing, it probably would have been him. But why have they not made the call to bring him to the pro level if he's the next? Well, I think they're all high on. Yeah, him. I think the reason that he started in Bridgeport was again because of that development issue. I think that they didn't feel. You know how it's the same old Islanders, right? They have guys that they fall in love with, um, you know, vis-a-vis Adam Pellick, um, who they protected in the expansion draft. Obviously, that showed a lot of love to him. Um, they really wanted to see. They felt that Ryan Pollock had earned a shot, finally, to see what he could do. Um, and they just felt that they would have rather had – they didn't feel that Taze had quite the experience down in Bridgeport to further develop his game at the NHL level. Obviously it's night and day between the two, in my opinion, as much as you want to credit the AHL for being terrific hockey. And it is, and it being the direct feeder into the NHL, the game is really night and day between the two. And that was reason number one. And then throw on top of that, Kays got hurt and is now out for the year with the dreaded Islanders shoulder bug. Um, just basically killed his chances. And that's why you saw Sebastian Ajo get the call last week. And he'll likely be back up. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he's back up. I'm thinking he will be um, by the end of the week when the Islanders come back from their break on Friday when they convene for practice. 
I'm thinking that Ajo will be recalled because yeah, I think you had that, to think the three. There were three guys they sent down, right? It was Bavillier, uh, Ajo, Ajo, and Fritz. Right. You got to think at least two of them are going to come back Friday. <laughs> yeah, especially if Josh Bailey is still out, and then you have the status of Andrew Ladd up in the air, who tweaked his back against Pittsburgh. Um, I, I think you'll likely see Bavillier and Ajo back. I think that Ajo gives the Islanders the best chance going forward. He's shown a lot in his limited uh, call-up so far. And um, he, he personally lifted them to that five, you know, that, that win over the Devils the other day in, in the third period with some terrific heady play for a rookie in a, in a crunch situation like that, especially with the team dying for two points. Um, you, you, you're right there and, on that. Sorry, go. You know, and you also saw some desperation out of Doug Waite in that game, right? I mean, did you guys notice how much Sean Tavares played in the overtime? He was out there every other shift. Yeah. And that, to me, shows some desperation from Doug Waite that he knew how important that two points was. He knew for his team heading into the bye that they just had to, had to have those two points. And the the good thing about that game against the Devils, too, was that they went down early in the third period. Hall scored mm-hmm. two goals quick in that third period, but they didn't give up. And the, the team was struggling. Let's face it, the team has had a bad week and a half, two weeks, not just scoring, Four but weeks, winning games really. in general. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, you, you, you just can't continue to bleed goals the way they have and win games at this level. You just can't. I mean, over the last 19 games, they've only won six. They've given up a lot of points, and the reason is plain and simple defense. You can't have a 4.40 goals against average and an 879 save percentage over 19 games and expect to win a lot of hockey games. They have to have to tighten up in the defensive zone. They have to tighten up in the low slot where they're an absolute mess. And for all the beatings that Calvin DeHaan took on social media, I think you're really, really seeing um, his calming presence missed tremendously back there and his shot-blocking prowess to boot. I think they're really missing Calvin DeHaan big time. Are we looking at a scenario where the Islanders have to kind of look at a spot to pay him during the offseason? It's there. You know, the money will be there, believe it or not. Uh, You know, I looked at it first glance, and I've never been good at math, I'll probably never be good at math, but I looked at it first glance and kind of wasn't too sure, but then looked at it again. Um, you know, there will be money there to pay Tavares, there'll be money there to pay Bailey, there'll be money there to pay DeHaan. question is, you have to look even further down the road, too, when guys like Bovillier and Barzal come off their entry-level contracts, and then you have the interesting scenario and after next year with what happens with Jordan Eberle. Um so, you know, and Anders some, Lee. Some, some things, and, and Anders Lee. So there's things to worry about there in terms of who you have to pay. Um, but, you know, I think that the injury was very unfortunate for Calvin's bargaining power, obviously. You know, you never like to see a guy get hurt heading into unrestricted free agency, and that's exactly what happened to the guy. Um, and this is not his first, you know, this is not his first go-around under the knife either on, on his shoulders. So... You know, teams know that they're smart nowadays. They're not they're not oblivious to medical reports. They're not oblivious to previous injuries. And um, you know, I, I I hope Calvin has a complete full recovery and he's healthy by the summer, so he can try to get as as much as he can get in free agency, whether it's from the Islanders or somebody else. But it definitely hurts his bargaining power a good bit. I'm just shocked in the NHL we actually know what injury he has. <laughs> <laughs> typically, you know, typically you only know when a, when a guy's hurt long term. They, they, you know, usually come out with it. Right, upper um, body injuries. 
you you mentioned you were stumped about the defensive uh, problems. I think we all kind of are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is this going to be something they have to address this with a, with a trade or some kind of outside pickup? Correct. Well, that's been the thing on social media, right? It's been everyone screaming for a deal. It's been the <laughs> we went from you know being oh we fifteen seven and two I think after beating Vancouver in November uh, to the Fire Guard Snow Brigade back at it. Um, which I don't even. I just want to jump in quick. I, yeah, go ahead. What does firing a GM do middle of the season? If somebody can do right. explain that to me. It's something that they generally don't do. Right. Unless okay. The team is tremendously floundering. <laughs> right. And I think as far as the trade route goes, look, I get it. I understand why fans are frustrated. Don't I? But believe me when I tell you, I fully get it, and I understand them calling for a trade. It's just not as easy as that. It's not as easy as calling up a GM who knows what you need and knows how desperate you are to just swing a trade. It just doesn't work like that. And to boot, there are no top four defensemen available that are going to come in and help the Islanders immediately anyway. And they need more than one, let's face it. So I get where they're coming from, but it's just I don't. I don't see a major impact trade happening because I just don't think there's one to make as much as people don't want to hear that. And it's not me defending Garth Snow. It's just me being realistic and knowing the market and knowing how things work in the league and talking to sources. It's just not there right now, especially, especially a month to the trade deadline where teams right now are still figuring out whether they're going to be buyers, sellers, are they in the playoff race, are they out of the playoff race. A team who's on that fringe isn't going to want to give up a top-four defenseman. It's just common sense. So I, I get the screaming for it, but there comes a point when you have to kind of settle down and, and logically analyze the league and say to yourself, you know, it may have to be a minor deal that maybe brings some energy um, into the team because I think that they're a very soft team to play against is what I've been noticing the last two or three weeks. And that bothers me. They're very easy to play. The best is the people, there are actually groups on Facebook that say, this is why this team misses Matt Martin. And I'm just like, they're not scoring goals. What is Matt Martin going to do to um, score goals? I'll the, tell you what Matt Martin does. He brings that energy. I, I've been a big, yeah, I, I brought that up as well. I'm not going to lie. I, I brought it up on, on a secondary assist pod, and I brought it up on Twitter. Um, I, I do think that possibly calling Toronto and seeing what it would take to get him back wouldn't be the worst move. Will it fix the Islanders' issues in the defensive zone? No. Will it cut their goals against in half? No. But what it will do is make them a hell of a lot tougher to play. It'll give them a lot more of an edge. It'll give them a lot more energy, which they've been clearly lacking. And let's face it, there's something to be said about chemistry in the NHL. There's a lot to be said, actually, about chemistry in the NHL. And that fourth line, you guys remember those last two years at the Coliseum leading into the initial year at Barclays when... That fourth line, when the Islanders needed a boost, that fourth line would come out and just start banging people around. They were, at one point, the Islanders' best line, that fourth unit. In terms of consistently applying offensive pressure, getting it on the forecheck, making opposing defensemen sweat, and, and just putting an actual jolt of energy into the building. The, the, the Islanders just don't have that right now. They're just flat, and they're dull, and they're soft. And... So I don't think a minor deal to bring Matt Martin back would be the worst thing. And, and I'm sorry, the, the exact one that I saw on a Facebook group, and I won't mention names, said with the defense issues they, that this person mm-hmm. misses Matt Martin. 
Well, <laughs> I don't know. He said, was... he said what? I'm sorry? The person wrote, with the defense issues, I'm starting to miss Martin. I... Yeah, that's, that's not the right statement. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I'd, say, I'd say with the... With the I, energy again, aspect, with, yes, I understand right, that. With, right. With the, <laughs> with the lack of passion that I'm seeing. It's one thing, uh, but to play Matt defense, Martin. I don't think that... I, that's not what Matt Martin no, does. He, he won't help at all. No, he won't help at all in that department. But again, he would have been kill my a lot tougher to play. And come on, let's face it. When's the last time the Islanders played what we what we call a, a hard game, a tough game? I'm not talking a tough game in terms of the opponent they're playing. I'm talking when's the last time we saw them play with a real edge to their game? It's been a long time. There was a there was there was an aspect to them where it was like. Like Rorschach, like you're not locked in here with me. I'm, you're, I'm, you know, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Like this, right. you know, that that like the the Capitals playoff series. I mean, I know right. they lost exactly. it, but that was that was a hell battle. Exactly. Even that series against Florida, even leading into that series against Florida, the end of the regular season, it's you know when that line stepped on the ice, it was instant energy. You felt the building become electric. You felt everyone get on the edge of their seats, waiting to see what was going to happen, and. They just provided that emotional lift, and not only on the ice, but off the ice in the room as well. Um, and personally, I think Matt Martin would jump at the opportunity to come back. Because let's face it, he didn't want to leave. You know, the Islanders got wind of what Toronto was going to offer him and didn't even make a counter, didn't even bother making an offer. Um, so yeah, but that's how it is in the world, and, you know? Oh, it's absolutely, yeah. And, and, you know, Matt completely understands that. It's a business. He gets it. Um, but if you were to say to Toronto, let's say, you know, we'll either give you a fourth-round pick for Martin or we'll give you so – I, I don't think the Islanders want to eat that salary. So more likely it would be like, well, we'll give you a third-round pick and you eat a million dollars. So the Islanders get him basically for a million and a half cap. Why would you not do that? Right, and it could be one of those, like, clause draft picks. Like if they make the playoffs right. or something type of right. thing, it can become better. Why, I don't see why. If you're, if you're the Islanders, why would you not do that? It's just, it'd be silly not to. And we'll I don't know if it's tomorrow. out there. I, mean, I don't know if it's out there or not. I don't know if it's on the table or if it's. I, I, you know, I know that Garth Snow has been discussing a number of options um, this week. Obviously, nothing's gotten done, which at the end of the day is what it's all about. But I think that if you're the Islanders, you have to kind of look look down that road. I I listened to another uh, uh, podcast in Toronto. I know you know the guy. Well, you know of the guy, Andy uh, Steve Dangle. He was oh, fantastic. He's one of his podcasts is great. I've ever listened to it, but he was talking <laughs> about Martin, and he's saying like he he often sees Martin where it's like if he was in Mitch Marner's body, this is what he would do. Like he's a smart player, he knows what he's doing, <laughs> but it's just he knows he's physically limited, and that's like, uh, yeah, right, maybe, right. Maybe that's the kind of thing they're missing, like somebody who's just in the right spot. Yep. Yeah, and I think you know it's. Again, it's a chemistry aspect for me. It's an energy aspect for me. And uh, it's definitely a, you know, again, a forte of those of the Islanders a couple of years ago was the fact that teams didn't want to come in and play them. They were like, we don't care where they are in the standings. They're a pain in the butt to play against. They were, they were hard to play against. And, man, the last three weeks I've seen nothing, nothing even close to that from this team. Nothing. All right, Andy. Second half starts Saturday at the Garden mm-hmm. at 1 o'clock. I forgot who I was talking to. I was talking to somebody. I think the last time they played the Rangers at 1 o'clock was the brawl at the Coliseum. <laughs> so 20 years ago. 
the Tommy Sallow still screaming for his life with Dan Blackburn beating him. Fun fact, that was my <laughs> first Islander Ranger game in attendance. We love our 1 o'clock games, don't we? Oh, they always show up. It's great. <laughs> so what's the uh, what's the prediction for the rest of the season? Are, we, are they at least going to the oh, playoffs? Oh, boy. You, you always put me on the spot with <laughs> predictions, man. It's what you we do best. Do this. It's what we do You best. know how much I hate it. You always do it. We will do. they bounce? Um, will they start playing better? Not solid prediction. Will they start playing better? <laughs> wow. Well, um, you know what? Honestly, as the roster is currently constructed, unless they come out of this break with a jolt of renewed energy and all of a sudden figure out how to cover guys in the low slot, I'm going to say it's going to be a long, tough road. Um. I don't think there's a magic bullet there. I don't think that the, again, these are guys, it's so frustrating for us to analyze, to sit back and analyze what's going on. Right. Because it's almost unthinkable. Like it's almost like, I know these guys are smarter than that. I know that they got to this level based on the fact that they know what to do in the defensive zone. They know what their assignments are. They're just not for some reason executing it. And that's the most puzzling thing. Right, exactly. And that's why it's so that's why it's so difficult for us to sit back as media and try to figure this out because we're like we know they know what to do, but it's impossible to say why they're not doing it. <laughs> and unless they use this break to kind of figure it out and like I said, magically remember how to cover guys in the low slot and magically remember how to bounce the puck off the glass effectively and get it out of the zone instead of shooting it directly at the other team's defenseman. Um I see it being a, a long, a long upward battle to to fight for that playoff spot. I think if they do get in, it's going to be by the hair. It's going to be by the skin of their teeth if they do get in at all. Unfortunately, and that changes the whole Tavares narrative to another level, right? Because right. that just gives John another reason to uh, see what's out there July first. So, anything you uh, you want to plug? No. Not really. I think that, uh, you know, thank you guys for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Um, I don't like using other shows to plug. I think that your show deserves the attention. You guys have had longevity beyond belief. Keep cranking out shows week after week. And again, I'm glad that Danny's doing well, which is terrific news. And um, I wish you guys nothing but the best in the future. Keep, keep, you know, keep at it. Thank you, sir. Thank you for coming on, Andy. All right, man. Have a good night, gentlemen. Thanks. You too. Thanks, Andy. All right, welcome back to the SP Podcast. You just listened to Animal. Uh, this portion of the show, uh, we're going to be talking about playoff football. Um, two good games, well, actually three good games, and one playing game. But um, it was a lot of fun watching meaningful football since all both of our teams sucked this year. So that was fun to watch. Um, Thanks for reminding us, Dan. Uh, what what uh what game you guys want to you want to go in order or you guys want to yeah, go, go in random? Order. Oh, All right. Well, the well. the Chiefs and Titans game was the 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 Chiefs played really good in the first half, and then typical Andy Reid. Is Andy Reid the worst playoff coach ever? Uh, well, Marvin Lewis might have something. Marvin to say Lewis about has that. never been. I don't. Does Marvin? Yes, Lew- he has. He just never <laughs> won a game. So he, he also Andy goes Reed one. In, he also goes one in fifteen and keeps his job. 
Uh, Andy Reid does not get fired because of how good he does in the regular season. Also, I yeah. think because they know they're going into next year with Mahomes, and they want to see Mahomes and need, Yeah, they need Mahomes. If they if yeah, they go much. backwards next year, then you'll see Reid out of there. But if they yeah, it was forward, a typical Andy Reid. Let's get our feet off the uh, gas pedal type of thing, and then losing Kelsey, and there was a lot of drops. After Kelsey got hurt, yeah, that's the, pretty much the game. And then Mariota woke up and had a lucky touchdown with that one pass to himself, which was pretty crazy. Yo, but if other you than had that, Mariota and Fanduel this week, you got a touchdown pass and reception <laughs> on one. Yeah, ball. and then they finally used Derrick Henry. There was no two-headed monster of which running back should get more of the carries between him and Murray. Same thing this week, and by the way, in New England. Murray's still hurt. Murray's out. Yeah, he's. He's definitely out again. So you know that's going to happen. I think they're basically holding him off if they make the if they end up going into the Super Bowl. If, 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 then you may see him again. So he's done. Yeah. Yeah, he's basically done. He may be done in Tennessee I, with the way Henry's playing. I just oh. don't know how you have a twenty-one-three lead at halftime. And the league's leading rusher, and you give him the ball 11 times over the course of the whole game. I don't, yeah, not good. doesn't not make good. any sense to me. Does anything yeah, Andy Reid does in the month of January ever make sense? You, sometimes it does. Sometimes it's like a unicorn, and I get and I see what what he's trying to do. And, like, if he just calls a bad timeout, I get it. He's not the great, best clock manager. I can deal with that. But he's supposed to be an offensive guru. That's supposed to be his thing. Like, I, you basically have Brian Westbrook reincarnated. You shouldn't be having a problem with this. You know how to deal with this. You know, and like, it's... he did make a good play when he had Freddie Mitchell on fourth down go Do 27 have... yards on fourth down. You really have to bring that up? I did. I was defending Andy Reid for a minute. I didn't You're say who defending they Andy Reid? <laughs> Listen, he called it's the right play fault. on a fourth and twenty-six. He did. <laughs> You're right. It's not his fault. He chose the team to coach because his favorite chicken is Kentucky Fried Chicken, and they have the same initials. I'm going to move on to the next game, <laughs> which was uh, I don't think a surprise to anybody, and I think I I'm not going to say I called it, but I did I think say you were the only one. Have... What? I think you were the only one that took the Falcons last week. No, no, I did. I did. I, but I'm I'm saying that I called it on the fact that the Rams had multiple special teams mishaps, and everybody gave Sean McVay shit because he wasn't paying attention. I, it's just I I can't deal with people. But yeah, they were too young. It was clear. I yeah. like Derek. They'll be fine. Yeah, I do too. It it was one of those game. It was just one of those games for sure. That was just one of those. The Falcons are playing playoff football for the last month, and they the Rams loosened up the gas pedal a little bit, and the bright lights of playoff football shined. It's ugly head, unfortunately, on Cooper Farrell. Um, I thought golf played well. Um, Gurley looked good. Daniel, uh, what? I hate to, inter- to interrupt you, but it is official that the Bruce is loose, back in New York. 
Yes. Go. I would like to know who the source is, Vincent. It is the same yes, Vincent has eaten the cookie before. too many times the last couple of weeks. You've done been... the same thing. I have. It is. First of all, Steven, you're the one who got caught by the, the Julio Jones tweet. Yeah, but this I just is... wanted to win Fendel. Jeff Passan, <laughs> Jerry Krasnick, Mark Carrig, everybody is confirming that the Bruce is loose. Bruce. Very happy. My boy is back. Now it's time to go get that. Drink. Until we trade him again for prospects. This is very, very true. It is a three-year, $39 million deal. All right. Look at us working on a budget as well. Nice. All right. Thin man getting a Bruce player teeth. I'm so I have a good okay. question. Does I, this mean we're bringing I, I Neil apologize. Walker back too? Because, you know, we have to put the same team as last year on Let's the field again. Let's bring the squad back, <laughs> Why not? We, Let's we've do it, right? said it, Vin. We already said we're, they're bringing back Addison we, Reed. We knew this was going to happen. Literally, Rich McLeod, our boy, tweeted, Let's get the band back together, question mark. Yep, let's do it. Let's get, bring Addy back too and let's just run at this again. Unfortunately, it's not a, a Stanton move, but I will take I will take Bruce. Man's a good outfielder. Okay, I apologize for the. He also plays first base. <laughs> uh. Okay, well, let's get back to the um, Falcon. We were still in the Falcons and the Rams. <laughs> Falcons destroying yes. the Rams, might I add? Right. Okay. Sorry, Danny. No, it's Three all right. Three years, thirty-nine million. This is million. bigger than that, so I'll take it. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this is one of those like Cespedes deals from two years ago where he could opt out after this year. Probably. We'll we'll hear, but uh, it's possible. We, I mean, of course, we won't have the full on it till probably next week. But three years, thirty-nine million. Uh, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Now I'm just in shock. Somebody actually fucking signed somebody. Yeah, Jesus. and, and who would have thought it was us? So, guess what? We're probably done with free agency no, now. No, Neil uh, Walker and Anderson Reed. Hey, I'll take Addy. I'll take Addy back. That, that's like we're. This is completely off topic. Football, we'll get it. Like, if they sorry, this is bigger Reed, than football right now. Right? We, if they we bring actually Addison, this game sucked. The game that we're talking about sucked. Let's face facts. If they bring Addison Reed back, that's a good bullpen. Like, uh, this is no, oh, yeah, no joke. Right. Hmm? It was better. Than, this talk is better than the whole. The whole uh, Jaguars Bills game, other than the fact right, that we, Bortles ran we can for more. Skip than that. <laughs> yeah, who needs Leonard Fournette? <laughs> Overrated. Right, it's all about the dual threat quarterback. Excuse me, did we did we all read the Bleacher Report report that Kirk Cousin wants to be a Brown? No, I did not because <laughs> I don't have Bleacher Report. Uh, Kirk Cousins now, wouldn't mind being a Cleveland Brown, so let's just say that we get to watch Kirk Cousins <laughs> as a Cleveland Brown next year. Now it's because they have the most cap space. Danny, I know you listened to Pardon My Take, and I want to throw this out there: there was a lot of wind on Sunday, so that's probably why Blake Bortles did not play well. It was like five mile per hour winds. Yes, I heard. I love them so much. I mean, I, we, we talk about them all the time, but I love them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the best podcast other than ours. But, of course. Uh, and secondary uh, no. this podcast. Uh-huh. I don't know, but it, it was all right. Like, I've been, we've all been in MetLife on a windy day. Uh, we've been to windier places than what Jacksonville was. It was definitely chillier for Jacksonville standards, but 
No, it wasn't. Uh, Jacksonville is actually a pretty chilly part of Florida. No, I know that. I'm just still was chillier than normal though. Uh but they're right on the water, pretty much. So, eh, if you're an NFL quarterback, you shouldn't have a problem with the temperature and everything going on with uh, with Jacksonville weather, unless it's a monsoon or a hurricane going. The games were um, bad. The only good no. game. The only good game was the Fal- was the Saints. I'm sorry. Yeah, that game yeah. could have that game could have ended KC badly. The KC game was interesting because KC decided to not yeah. show up. I wouldn't say it was a good game, right? But it was interesting. Yeah, every other um, game had my interest except for the Bills but, and Jaguars. I, but this, it was so bad, like like PMT did say, um, it was so bad that it got your attention. Yeah, right. You like had to watch it. <laughs> like, but every year though. Like, it was about yeah. That was your the one o'clock game this last week was the four o'clock uh, traditional Texans Bengals matchup. Uh, right, 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 right. So, for whatever reason, the AFC the they mixed up the AFC games. So, you, you're this is the real like I mean next weekend's always good, but like this is the best weekend, my favorite weekend of football, I think, just because it's got both days. And these are going to be better games. I mean, although the Patriots are going to smoke the Titans. Outside of the New England game, the rest should be good games. Yeah. Um. Um. The I like I said to a coworker today, the AFC games could could be really bad. Like it could be really really bad, it, depending on if it, the Steelers it, show up. Yeah. It it could be abominably bad. Um, NFC games, obviously, both games are going to be the games we're waiting for for the whole weekend. Yeah, the um, Philly game it, could be a blowout. The Falcons yeah, could but, blow out. Uh, yeah. I, I think if Philly decides, and I I I hope not, because obviously I'm rooting for the Falcons. But if Eagles decide to run the ball with uh, Jay Jai and and Blunt, they could they could they could take care of business. Uh, I would I would just run them to death, both of them, and then you get the play action pass to either Aguilar deep or you get Jeffrey down in any sort of short distance, any goal line situation. They could definitely have a shot. I think they got to cater to Nick Foles, and I think that would be the best way is to run JHI. That's why you traded him halfway through the season, and that's why you have blood. To take care of that situation, I would just run them to death this whole playoff run. If I uh, was the Eagles, yeah. I, that's that would be the winning formula. You could have a worse full backup quarterback than Nick Foles. It's like it's true, but I, I'm not a very huge fan of. We're giving him. Nick Foles shoutouts now. Well, it's like he's like, but we, we but, saw we saw worse backup quarterbacks across the course of the season where so many quarterbacks got hurt. And the other, thing, worse. the other thing that I would be scared scared about with the Eagles the last couple weeks was the secondary play on just giving up the deep 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 play. They, they the Giants gained 500 yards in Week 15. To this that. is true. So and then the Raiders they were also did the same cli- thing. Wasn't everything clinched? But the but the still the plays they were getting beat yeah, on and the Raiders too. Yeah, that's that's just fundamentally not good. They were getting beat on double plays all of the, like the last couple weeks badly. So, um, 
they have to mind that. And then, like, I think they obviously they are one seed for a reason. Obviously, most of it most of it was because of Carson Wentz, but they do have a solid team around that quarterback, and it's time for them to use those weapons. And honestly, their running game could be very, very good. Obviously, so I. If they're smart, I, that's what I would do to beat the Falcons. And that would be controlling the, the game because of you'd be scared. No one could really contain Julio Jones. And their running game, too, is solid. So it's going to be an interesting take. It could go either way. With It could either be a classic game or a blowout either way. Um, so to the other NFC game, which is, I think, again, we all agree, that that is, late, yeah, that's late Sunday is the best week. game. Yeah. yeah, this is the matchup of the season for the NFC docket. Um, who are you, who are you thinking? This also, is the Viking we, game, right? Yet? We yeah, we, do we know what they're doing for this game? Did we hear about this? I heard this on the news today. The roof will be opened in Minnesota. Whoa. It is going to be twelve. supposed to be negative 12 and snowing. Wow! How was the point of the roof then? <laughs> yeah, and apparently the worried, roof is going to be open. It's going to cave in like the old roof. <laughs> Remember that when I had billions, that was billions of dollars. Thing. Yeah, that was the year the Giants played, and they had to play in Detroit. The and that was Brett Favre's first missed game. It was that when they, that they played no, in Detroit. He, he traveled. That was the first game Brett Favre missed. I don't think he ended up missing. No, I think no. He played. I thought he played and then right. he got he was his ass kicked. No, and then he played that and was the first, first game he play. did not play. Okay. That was the first game thought... he didn't start. Okay, I thought I saw we banged him up and then he was just no. no he was already was a... dead by the time we got there. There was a game where it came out before he wasn't gonna play, and then he play, and then in the last second they were like, "Now nah, he's starting," and he got killed. And that no, was that it. wasn't us. Um, it is uh, the Saints are. Uh, no, the the Vikings are the favorites, four and a half. I... Makes sense. But the reason to have the roof open is the Saints are a dome team, too. Now you have the advantage of the Saints are practicing in New Orleans. Well, the Vikings are probably practicing outdoors in Minnesota. Getting used to being out in the cold. Yeah. I, I, I... But haven't they been playing in a, in a dome the whole time, too? Yeah, I I think they're playing with fire with that. I I especially I mean, you don't have the quarterback advantage and you don't have the running back advantage, so I'm not sure what your thought process is in this. Do they have but the defense advantage? Both defenses have been really good. I think the Vikings have a better defense. Yeah, and the way they play at home, it's just one of a kind. They're 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 very elite at home. So. I, as much as as good the Vikings have been the last couple of seasons, well, the last couple of years on at home, I I can't not trust Drew Brees in this situation. I I, I mean I I can't not not trust Drew Brees in this, and like you, you got to go with him. And the running game, they actually had their first real bad bad game in a long time last week, so you know they're gonna have some wrinkles to that situation as well between Kamara and uh, Ingram. So they were due for light games, both of them. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what goes on. Um, yeah, so I mean, apparently the reason uh, oh boy. The, Viking, the Vikings wanted to make the stadium an outdoor stadium. 
but the city of Minnesota wouldn't agree to give them the rights to a stadium unless they agreed to a roof. So they decided to put a retractable roof in which the team is now in charge of whether it's open or not. But did I? We would have heard about this story a lot. So this is crazy that they're playing with fire. I got into the office, week. and in the office, we always have ESPN on the radio. Yeah. And I heard on the TV, and I literally hear them. I'm walking into my boss's office. And I'm like, Did I just hear that? Did they say they're opening the roof suddenly in Minnesota, and it's going to be negative 12 and snowing? What's the point of a roof? <clears throat> right. Um. Quick fact, Drew Brees has only won one playoff game outside. That's probably why the roof is going to be. That's probably why. He is uh, one and one, two, three, four, one and four. And the win was in Philly. They won 26-24. That was in in 2013. And then they went to Seattle and lost. No. 20, yeah, the 2013 season, 2014, the games were played. Well, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl well, I guess the Super Bowl, they won outside, but that was, um, I went in Florida? Yes, it was. So I don't know if that really counts. The old famous Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, stat, they can't win a game under 30 degrees, uh, under 40 degrees. Remember all this? Mm-hmm. Yes. They kept but losing in Green Bay. He's lost in Seattle twice and in San Francisco, which that was a hell of a game, if you guys remember that one. Yes, and, and the, one of them was the Beastquake game, the one with Seattle games. Right. Uh, the other right, one. The 7-9 Seattle Seahawks. They lost 23-15. I don't really remember that game, to be honest. To the Seahawks? Yeah, that that was probably was, the year Legion Boom was Legion of Boom, and we're yeah. like, ah, whatever. It was 2014 before and the, like this, the, the year we lost supposed to, to make the playoffs just because they had Drew Brees, they made the playoffs right. kind of thing. And they lost to the Bears. They lost to the, was it, they lost to they the lost Bears. They lost to the Bears in the AFC Championship game. Well, no, the, the divisional yeah. round. The, the year of Katrina, Drew Brees' first year. No, I remember was, that game. It was a championship game they lost to the Bears. It was the AFC Championship. No, it couldn't be in the AFC it was that the was the would they Champions. lose to the Bears in the AFC Championship? It was the, it was the NFC oh, Championship. Oh, when they then they lost to the Colts. No, then the, the Bears, yeah, the beat, Bears, the, lost Bears the beat the the Saints. Was it the Saints? The Bears beat in 06? Yep. They beat the Saints uh, thirty nine to fourteen. They pretty much smoked them. Right, because oh hmm. five was Katrina. Oh six was the first year of Breeze and Payton. Yeah. Rex Grossman threw for 144 yards and one touchdown in that game. Yeah, and I remember it was snowing. Rex Grossman. Thomas Jones ran for a buck 23 and two touchdowns. He was one of the most underrated running backs I ever seen. Thomas Jones, yeah. Even with the Jets. <coughs> the Jets releasing Thomas Jones was the one that, that the move that I still say ended. That the Rex they... Ryan Sanchez thing. Because I thought, as good as the Danny Thomas is, Thomas Jones was that power back. The Daniel was, was speed. The back. offensive line, they they the offensive line retired and left. Yes, they they had a solid offensive line. Well, Alan Panica was one of the greatest O linemen yeah. in our generation. So, of course, the Brick and Damian Woody and you know Nick Mangold. It was that was phenomenal. Great lines. Right. For whatever reason, the Saints didn't make the playoffs in 
Um, um, so yeah, so it's a fun fact football, fun filled football weekend coming up. Who who do you like in that last game? I think it was this is kind of the game of the week. Who do we like? I gotta go with Minnesota home, especially if they're actually gonna yeah, open the roof. I'm gonna backpedal. I did not know the Drew Brees uh, stat line in outdoor games during the playoffs, but you know what? They have a running game now. It's not Deuce McAllister and who is the other running back in those, that generation of uh, Saints well, it was defense? Bush. Reggie Bush. Bush. Yeah, but you know what's the Reggie greatest? Bush wasn't the running back. You know what the best part about Reggie Bush is? Reggie Bush was at the game on sa- on Sunday. Yeah, and the wasn't wearing was a Reggie 25. Bush jersey. Yeah. And they actually have a guy named Raphael Bush that wears number twenty five on that team. They literally just handed yeah, the guy the jersey. It was like, here, you you got the same name here. How happy are you if you had a Reggie Bush jersey and you actually like Raphael Bush? And you is don't Raphael have to buy like a, new jersey. a regular or is he like a, a sub? I don't know. I have no I'm, idea. I never heard of He's him until I saw him on the cleaner. sideline the other day. I've noticed him a couple other times, so I laughed. But yeah, it was funny. I was like, oh, look, Reggie Bush can't even support himself at a Saints game because there's another one. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm taking the Vikings as well in this game. So... Don't bet on the Vikings. Bet on the Saints. Just, just do it. I'm gonna go. I, th- I think the Vikings are going to Philly, but then they're gonna come home. I think I think they're the favorites. The Vikings are the favorites to go to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. So Nick Foles, according to Greg Rosenthal, is the eighth-ranked quarterback left in the playoffs. <laughs> Blake Bortles is better than him, according to. Him. Because he's a dual threat. Falls isn't. Okay, well that's just dumb. So, <laughs> and of course, uh, you know, Mariota's a triple threat because he catches the ball too. I have more faith in Mariota than Falls, but I would put Falls at seven. I've I've seen Nick Nick Foles be good. Like it it, it happened, <laughs> but <laughs> I I don't think it's gonna happen now. <laughs> And he has Breeze at three. Brady's two? Who's one, Ben? It's got to yeah. Guess. I I mean, I If there's a team that would scare New England, it's got to be Pittsburgh. Obviously, yeah. But, I mean, I have more faith in Brady, the quarterback, than Ben. I think uh, the, the Steelers' roster is better. But I, it's, not, it's not because of Ben. Okay, so here's the real question. If they're going to have the roof open this week, if the Vikings go to the Super Bowl, do they open the roof? I think that's going to be a more of the <laughs> right. NFL. Is that a, right, is that a league decision is the question. Yeah, I don't think so. I was listening to... Um... Oh, by the way, before we forget, um, can can Michael, uh, can the safety from the Steelers chill out and win the first game against the Jags before saying that they'll beat the Patriots, just not play with house money yet? Who said that? He, uh, Michael, the the safety from the Steelers. The writer was talking that they'll beat the Patriots in two weeks. It's like, good dude. for him. I, Cra- I, bold move. Bold move. Before if, you're, he, if you're stupid enough to start, like, um, you know, pestering the Patriots and thinking you're going to, like, gain confidence about being the Patriots, even if it's fake bravado, you're dumb. 
Like just no, that you just just you're just not playing. Up. You're not playing them this week. Right. Worry about the team you're playing. I know Blake Bowler sucks offensively passing the ball, but they I'd be scared of the Jaguar defense. Oh no, definitely, definitely. It's gonna be one of those. Well, they did get throw, give up five picks against the Jaguars this year. People forget you know, that. You know what's also crazy is they can't stop the run. Apparently, they're like terrible against the run. Yeah, they're up the middle for whatever reason. The it'll be a big Jaguars. Le'Veon Bell yeah. game. Well, that well, that right. It's gonna be a Le'Veon Bell thing. Uh, it's Brown healthy. The, um, they say uh, he's healthy, but I think it's uh, it. it's the playoff. You know. We're going to put right. him out there as a decoy no matter what this week. Let's so kind of make it seem like he's not 100% so that next week <laughs> New England may start thinking, oh, he's not really 100%. We don't really have to. If I'm Jacksonville, I put Ramsey on Juju because yes. I, until Brown proves he, he's healthy and can beat whoever their second corner is, I forget, you got to put Ramsey on the guy that's healthy. If he's not healthy – and the other, and he's not even getting the ball. And their best, you know, one of the best corners of football is covering Juju. It's going to be tough for. I mean, they'll throw it to the tight ends and they'll give it a bell, but it's still going to be tough to throw the ball. You got to think Miles Jack is going to be shadowing Bell the entire game. Yeah, I mean, that's their defense matches up well. I don't think they're going to be able to score really at all. It'll be that will actually be an interesting game to see if Jacksonville can actually show up to that game. Is it one and four, one and four this weekend, or is it four eight, one nah, and four? It's, it's four eight one four, yeah. Okay, and then like three and six. Uh, three and six thirty yeah, is is next week. Next week, I think the AFC game was a late one. I forget though. They flip up it every year. They do. Um... I don't even remember. I'm going to look it up really quick. Two seconds. It's here. The AFC. Nope. The NFC game was the late game next week. AFC at 305. NFC at four, uh, 640. All right. And then the Super Bowl at 630, obviously iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, SNDblog.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all social media. Once again, thank you, Andy Graziano, for joining us today on the show. Always a pleasure having one of the original guests that we had uh, back in the day on the podcast with us. Uh, any final thoughts, boys? No, enjoy your football. Uh, enjoy the rest of the NHL bye week. Uh, and the Knicks are down by a few against the Bulls, hopefully, when you hear this. Hopefully, the Knicks pull it out. But uh, have a good weekend, guys, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Enjoy your hockey hockey bye for you hockey fans. And it's so boring. It really is. Like <laughs> I'm off I'm off today and tomorrow. Usually, I'm, I get to watch a hockey game one of these nights. I'll just sit here and talk to you jackasses. <laughs> and, and it's like... You don't at, mean le- that. at least of course during a football it. bye week, there's like other things going on. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like when the Giants are off, at least there's like two days of practice. You hear about guys with injuries. You know, at least there's news. The Islanders. If it wasn't for Andy, we wouldn't have never done. Doug Wade is doing anything this week. But <laughs> now we know Doug Wade is 
Herb Brooks style sitting in his his uh, thing. Right, with his wife yelling at him. Projector, yes. (laughs) His projector breaking down the defense. Uh, you think you you got to think Doug Wade has the little hockey table in his house, right? The bubble hockey. Oh, I would love that. (laughs) Is he? Isn't he in Garth Snow's house though? No. Oh, that was happy. He lived in. uh, He lived in Oyster Bay forever. When he got brought into the team, he moved into Oyster Bay. Yeah. So, with that being said, we'll talk to you guys next week. Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today.